Good morning. Uh, welcome as we come um, to worship um, in what is termed as ordinary time uh, in the life of the church. Uh, we're now into the season of Trinity um, and into ordinary time. It's a bit of a strange uh, phrase, but it's often the time in the season. It's the longest season in the church calendar, um, but it's a time in the season in the church calendar where there's a longevity to us uh, rather than the short little bursts of, uh, of Easter and of Pentecost and Ascension and so forth. Um, and that allows uh, the church a space and a place to really focus on who we are, um, what we're about, um, and how we are to grow as a community. Um, and so as we come today, uh, we hear uh, some words from Psalm uh, 14. Uh, a bit unusual maybe as we begin the service, but Psalm 14, first one, it says this. The fool says in his heart that there is no God. The fool says in his heart that there is no God. We gather today with hearts that are full and thankful that we know who God is. Uh, we trust him and we lean into him today. And so as we come to worship, whether you've gathered in person uh, or online, we welcome you here to St. Columbus today. Let us pray. Lord, you have taught us that all our doings without love are nothing of worth. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whoever lives is counted dead before you. Grant this for your only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. As we come to an act of confession, that moment uh, where collectively, um, as a community, we gather uh, to come before the God who we know and trust and seek his forgiveness. God of truth and mercy, we break down and you build up. Where we damage, you repair. Where we blaspheme, you bless. Where we isolate, you include. Where we go wrong, you put us right. Where we confess, you forgive. Where we begin again, you're with us. So, Lord Jesus, when our in crowd is not your crowd, forgive us and help us to build community. When our words are harsh and our actions unkind, forgive us and help us to build community. When we judge others rather than join with others, forgive us and help us to build community. When we are set in our ways and not open to change, forgive us and help us to build community. So may the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins, restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our psalm appointed for today is Psalm 20. Uh, as I say often, it's a wonderful privilege to recite God's word um, together. And we'll say this uh, by alternate verse. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. This, I, yeah. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. 
He answers him from his heavy sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. A psalm that encourages us to be strong and courageous, but more than that, a a psalm that encourages us to lift the banner high that declares who the God is that we worship. That stands in the face of the first that we read at the very beginning, that the fool says in his heart that there is no God. Yet we hold our banners high, declaring that God is with us. In a few moments, um, we're going to hear uh, God's Word read to us, and you'll pick out of this uh, a little uh, moment about a mustard seed uh, and faith. And faith is one of those things that, uh, <clears throat> that, as we'll see a little bit later, that we can have, but sometimes we beat ourselves up because we don't think we've got enough of it. Uh, but faith is one of those things that we hold as individuals, but also collectively as a church. And one of the things that we need to do with faith continually is that we need to fan it into flame. Now, do you like my fan? Yes. Do you think I own this fan? No. Belongs to my youngest daughter. But it sits me well, doesn't it? They all think it sits me. Can I keep it, Hannah? Oh, right, okay. No, okay. But we, we fan ourselves never we're too hot. But the Bible also talks about fanning into flame the gift of faith that is within you. What does that mean? Well, if you light a fire and you fan it, it, it will grow. It will, the fire will become more vibrant, will become uh, hotter, will, will glow and burn brighter. It's the same with our faith. As individuals, we need to fan that for ourselves. And in a sense, as we'll hear later today, we need to take responsibility for that for ourselves. But we can do that for each other too. We can hold each other up whenever we're falling down. We can lean into each other as we all lean into the God that we trust. And so today, may we look for those little moments in our lives where we can fan into flame the gift of faith that is within us. Maybe that's a simple word of encouragement to someone who's sitting close to us today. A simple text message or a phone call to someone just to encourage them and to say that you've been thinking and praying for them and they fan into flame the gift of faith, the seed that is sown in each one of us, that the Lord might grow that into something mighty in this place. I want to hear it from Naomi as she reads us God's word today. Today's reading will be taken from Mark chapter 4, verse 26, the parable of the growing seed. Jesus went on to say, The kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seed in his field. He sleeps at night, is up and about during the day, and all the while the seeds are sprouting and growing. Yet he does not know how this happens. The soil itself makes the plants grow and bear fruit. First the tender stalk appears, then the ear, and finally the ear full of corn. When the corn is ripe, the man starts cutting it with his sickle because harvest time has come. The Parable of the Mustard Seed What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Asked Jesus. What parable shall we use to explain it? It is like this. A man takes a mustard seed, the smallest seed in the world, and plants it in the ground. 
After a while, it grows up and becomes the biggest of all plants. It puts out such large branches that the birds come and make their nests in its shade. Jesus preached his message to the people using many other parables like these. He told them as much as they would understand. He would not speak to them without using parables because when he was alone with his disciples, he would explain everything to them. Um, as she brought us God's words today. Let's pray as we come before her. Father God, thank you that you are present with us, that our hearts are full today with thankfulness for who you are and what you have done for us. Uh, so Lord, as we come before this passage of Scripture, may it be your word and not my words that speaks depth and truth into our being today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Uh, so we uh, heard from that passage that faith is small as a mustard seed. There's a little um, children's chorus called Faith as Small as a Mustard Seed Can Move Mountains. Hands up if you'd like to hear me singing it. Oh, my word. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting any hands up, actually. <laughs> uh, there, are, there are a few of you who are much more sensible than the ones who put their hands up and have obviously heard me uh, sing before. Um, I think some of those hands were up uh, <laughs> as a challenge more than anything else. Um, there's a little song, it's called Faith as Small as a Mustard Seed Can Move Mountains, Move Mountains. What does that mean? Well, that's what we're going to explore a little bit later today. What does it look like to have that kind of faith? Because as I said earlier, sometimes faith is one of those things that we beat ourselves up about. Uh, we think, I don't have enough faith uh, for something to happen. Uh, maybe it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. Uh, maybe I didn't hold enough faith. But as we'll see, that's not the foundation of what faith actually is, or how as believers and as Christians we carry faith with us. Because we usually see faith as something uh, big, don't we? Um, you know, I have faith that the Lord is going to heal uh, that disease which is destructive. I have faith that the Lord is going to lift me out of addiction. I have faith. And sometimes whenever we read through the stories of faith in the Bible, they're huge stories. They're massive things. And so then sometimes we begin to believe that faith can only happen in the big moments of our lives and not in the everyday moments of our lives. Yet faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. It doesn't say faith as big as a giant's causeway can move a mountain. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. And so there must be something in that phrase. There must be something in these words of Jesus today that implies faith is not just simply for the big things in our lives or for those who seemingly have the most courageous faith, but that faith is for each one of us in each moment of our everyday. <clears throat> and sometimes whenever we have that picture of faith being so big, we then find it really hard to grasp it. Because I'm not in as big a difficult a situation as that. I'm not sure how that individual could believe what it is that they believe because I struggle to have faith. And I think if we're honest, preacher included, we could all put our hands up to that one 
that I struggle to have faith sometimes. Yet, just a little faith can move a mountain. Actually, what is faith? What, well, the preacher always, whenever he talks about faith, turns to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is being certain of what we hope for. Faith, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And the rest of that chapter goes on to commend uh, the ancients, the people of faith through the Bible. Uh, and so it lists people like Moses and David and Rahab and Joshua. All stories that have huge consequences and appear in difficult circumstances. So sometimes we can be misled to believing that faith is for the big moments and not the everyday. But if faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see, then how does that play out in the everyday? I think faith is about leaning into God. And I've used that phrase a lot already in the service today. Leaning into God. A realization that I am not enough. That James is not enough. And so I need to lean in to the one who is enough. And whenever I lean into him, even though it's uncertain, even though it's unknown, even though the future is not clear, I lean in in the knowledge that he is enough and therefore I can have faith, even in the moments where I'm struggling to grasp it and hold on to it and believe it. There's something into the leaning into the presence of the Lord that allows us to have faith even whenever we feel we don't have the strength to have it for ourselves. But often faith is easier at the other end of the road, looking back. <laughs> Whenever we're at the other end of that situation, looking back, we can think, well, ah, okay, yeah, I had faith. Okay, I maybe could have had it a little bit more or whatever. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But often that's not where we need to have the faith. We're called to have faith all of the time. It's what sets us apart. See, in Mark chapter 4, verse 30, Jesus says, Again, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed that you plant in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden plants. So big its branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. Faith grows whenever we water it. There was tomato plants uh, here a few weeks ago. Hands up if yours are still alive. Hey, Rodney. Good job you put your hand up, Rodney. Because I noticed it wasn't up there for a wee minute. I was kind of worried. Uh, ours are alive and growing. We're watering them. We're looking after them. But faith is, is more than just watering and nurturing something that's inside of us. If we reflect back to the image of a toddler, uh, maybe uh, your own toddlers or a toddler that you have seen, uh, whenever the toddler's crawling and they're going at 90 miles an hour on their hands and knees, most parents begin to wish they could just, could, could they just walk? It would be easier if they could just walk, wouldn't it? 
And then the toddler gets up on the feet and climbs onto the furniture and begins to stand up and then falls over. And then pulls themselves back up again and then falls over. They don't stay down. They, they keep getting up. With a little bit of encouragement from their parents or their carers, they continue to get up. And then comes the moment where the toddler will take a little step away from the chair or the piece of furniture they're holding onto and fall down. And then they get back up again. And then they fall down. And then they get back up again. And then they fall down. But normally at each and every of those moments, there is a parent standing encouraging them, calling them by name, with arms open wide, come on, come, come to daddy, come to mommy, come to auntie, come to uncle, come to granny, come to granda, come on, you can do it, come on, come on. And then they take another step, unaided, close to the furniture, they're not there anymore, they're in the middle of the room, and what happens? They fall over again, don't they? Then what happens? They get back up again. And they keep going until they reach the open arms of the one who is encouraging them. And often faith is just like that. They'll have a little bit of faith and then we might fall down. But we need to get back up again and have a little bit more faith and fall down and get back up again and have a little bit more faith and fall down and get back up again. And so the pattern bounces back and forward until we lift our eyes away from the furniture, the focus where we want to have faith in this instance, if you like, the thing that we need to have faith around, and we lift our eyes to the parent, to our Father in heaven, who is calling us forward, urging us, encouraging us forward, with arms open wide, and whenever we get there, he throws his arms around us. And so encouragement is a huge part of our faith journey. As you encourage yourself, and as we encourage one another. Or to cheer each other on. I know sometimes you wear a dog collar and everybody that's your role in the church. Yes, it is. And I will be beside you if I know there is something or I will be encouraging you and walking with you. But we're called to cheer each other on as well. We're a family. You see, God does not need you to fill the world with your faith. He just needs you to lean into him in your brokenness, in your fragility, in your weakness, to trust him, to hand it over to him, enabling him to show you what happens whenever you have faith as small as a mustard seed. And faith as small as a mustard seed, whenever it is fanned, into flame, whenever it is watered and nurtured, what is this parable that Jesus says? It grows to be the largest plant in the garden where the birds of the air take their refuge and their shelter. And maybe this has happened to you. Maybe there have been moments where you have struggled to grasp faith for your situation. 
but the people encouraging you and walking with you who have faith for you has been that large mustard tree that you have rested in, enabling you to continue. That's why it's important to do this together. That's why it's important to cheer each other on and encourage um, each other. See, verse 24 today says, Consider carefully what you hear, Jesus says. With the measure that you use it, it will be measured to you. And even more, whoever has been given more, whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Because that's the other, I was going to say, strange thing about faith. But actually, the more little moments of faith that we have, the more the Lord entrusts us with. The more he entrusts us with, the more our faith grows. The more our faith grows, the more we are entrusted with. And so the pattern continues yet again. Exercise and practice makes faith much, much stronger. You know, we have a responsibility for our own faith journeys. Yes, we're to encourage and cheer each other on, but we need to take responsibility for our own faith and where that is with the Lord. Um, as many of you know, we're doing all this walking uh, at the minute, and uh, many of us, and um, we're doing, actually, we need 88 miles in a day, and we are now pledged at something like 93 or 94 in a day. So by the end of June, we're going to have walked more than 2,653 miles, which is absolutely uh, fantastic. The other thing about that is, and somebody commented on this um, today, at the end of June, I'd be looking for the congregation because they'll all be wee slim gyms. <laughs> um, but sometimes we need an encouragement to do something. Um, a few, well, about six, aye, six weeks ago, um, I realized, I knew it for a long time, but I realized I'd been at the heaviest that I had ever really been. And I knew I needed to do something about it. Um, and so um, I saw this advert uh, for a boot camp um, that I could join free, looking 10 people to join it free um, for the six-week program, and I would guaranteed you would lose 18 pounds in six weeks. I thought, oh, that sounds good. And it's free. It's free. Um, so I did my 50-minute consultation online with the owner of this uh, organization. Um, and then at the end of it, I was told that it was a non it was a refundable a refundable deposit if I lost eighteen pounds. I said, Oh why? Uh, how long are we minute? Where are I? No, no, no. Let's get to this. Right, okay. So we started drilling into it. Uh, so for six weeks it was going to be two hundred and ninety nine pounds. <laughs> now you are all going because you know I'm a ballerina man, right? No chance. Two hundred and ninety nine pounds, six weeks, um, three sessions a week, uh, and would uh, give me a, a calorie counting uh, diet uh, effectively to help me um, and if it was up to this individual to decide whether if I stuck to the program and didn't lose the 18 pounds whether I'd get the 300 back or not so you can see where this is going um, but that honestly that was the kick up that was the spur on that I needed um, so I came off from that and I said to my wonderful wife I could do this in six weeks um, and so we're not quite, we're five and a half weeks down, down um, and I have 19 and a half pounds off. Well, there you are. <laughs> Cutting down and not doing any mad boot camp stuff, just exercising more, walking more. 
which helps then with the June challenge as well. But I needed that spur. I needed that good kick <laughs> to get going. I wonder, do you, does the preacher need that spur to get our faith going this morning? Because faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. And imagine, if we are all have faith as small as a mustard seed and mountains can be moved by one seed, in the words of Jesus, what could happen in this community, in this church, in our workplaces, in our schools, if we all spurred ourselves on to have faith? I don't know the answer to that question. But I know the Lord does. I don't know the answer to that question. But I know that it starts now. And I know that I have a responsibility to spur my faith on. And I have a responsibility to encourage each other to spur our faith on. I wonder, today... Could we do that and see what the Lord would do amongst us and for us in the every day of our lives? Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are indeed present with us, that you are here and that you're calling us into a deeper faith with you. Not into places that seem insurmountable, but into the everydayness of our lives. Lord, help us to spur ourselves on, but also to spur each other on. Teach us, good Lord, to serve you. to give back to you without counting the cost and the knowledge that what you will give to you and trust to you, you give us more. To serve, Lord, and to rest, to labor, to seek your presence as our reward. Lord, in your words, you told us that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, give us those moments where we can exercise our faith. Even in the small moments, that you would show us the way, reveal to us the truth, and allow us to experience life and life in all its fullness with you. So, Lord, help us today not to be so earthly-minded, but to look to you. And whilst we're thankful for the things that you have given us and for the people that you've placed in our lives, we know that this life can be temporary. Help us to store up 
treasures that are eternal and not temporal. But Lord, as we think of those who grieve today, uh, we continue to pray for them, that your grace and your peace would be upon them uh, and around them. We know that you are eternal, you're immortal, you're invisible, you're sovereign. So, give us a steadfastness that, steadfastness of our eyes that sees the things of faith. That even as trials and temptations come around us, that we would lean in to you. And so today we pray for those who we know and love who are unwell at home or in hospital. That your hand of peace, of patience, and of healing will be upon them. But in this moment, as we uh, prepare for the week that is yet to come, grant that the joy that we have in knowing your presence, the joy that we have in being called your sons and your daughters, the joy that we have in being a part of this, your family, that we would find delight in that, that that joy would bubble over and overflow into the rest of our lives, that that faith as small as a mustard seed would, would experience and help us in the everydays, everyday moments that we come across this week. So that peace that passes all understanding may not get rid of the storm, but it would calm us in the middle of it. Guard us by your love Give us a quiet heart to be in your presence. So we thank you that it is in you that we live and move and have our being. Grant us a purity of heart, a strength of purpose. not only as we look for you, but that we would truly see and experience you today. We pray these things not to a God who is dead, nor a God who is made of wood or stone or carved by human hands. They said as an idol and a mantelpiece today. We pray these things in faith to the God who is able to do abundantly more than all we ask, seek, or would even dare to imagine the God who is alive and well today and who walks amongst us. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, before we sing uh, our last song, we're going to stand um, and declare our faith um, using the words on the screen today. Let's stand.
we believe. We believe in God the Father, God Almighty, by whose plan earth and heaven sprang to being, all created things began. We believe in Christ the Saviour, Son of God in human frame, virgin born and child of Mary, upon whom the Spirit came. Christ, who on the cross forsaken, like a lamb to slaughter led, suffered under Pontius Pilate, he descended to the dead. We believe in Jesus risen, heaven's King to rule and reign, to the Father's side ascended, till as judge he comes again. We believe in God the Spirit, in one church below above, saints of God in one communion, one in holiness and love. So by faith our sins forgiven, Christ our Saviour, Lord and Friend, we shall rise with Him in glory to the life that knows no end. Amen. A few very quick announcements um, today. There are still some of these uh, Delvogli masks available um, with a suggested donation uh, of 350 for those. Um, so please um, do, if you haven't got one, you want one or you want another one, um, please do uh, see us at the end and we'll get you that. Um, Small Steps continues um, on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the service, um, our challenge for communicating clearly, raising funds for our audio-visual programme uh, and for the media department, the Theological College in Chile, um, is about, well, tomorrow will be halfway through. We're 14 days done um, tomorrow. And as you've heard, uh, we're already uh, on target for reaching those 2,653 days. Uh, please encourage other people to sponsor us. We can give you links uh, to do that electronically if you wish, um, or you can place a sponsorship or money you receive a marked envelope uh, on the, the, the basket um, on the way out. Um, this week, um, seeing a few wee extra things happening, uh, our life groups are having a barbecue on Thursday night. Um, our children and our young people are having barbecues on Friday night uh, out the back. So if you need to sign up for those, please do that or get in contact with myself or Sarah and we'll get you sorted for those. Uh, and great. Uh, and tomorrow night, uh, just to remind those festival members, um, there'll be a festival meeting um, tomorrow night at 7.30 uh, on our usual uh, night in the month. That's it. Um, let's read um, some verses from Ephesians uh, chapter 3 as we go today. Now to him, he is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his powers that work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.